Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. More. Oh, you want more? More. Oh, uh, this good? More. Oh, wow, that was extreme. Edging. Mutucker and Mora. Not very often we grab an oldie, eh? Those harmonies. I know, crazy, eh? So good. I was uh, I was just thinking about like building a playlist for my daughters because every now and then they'll get into like uh, an old song. Yeah. Like they they became big fans because it was sort of everywhere. That Jerry Rafferty song, um, Baker Street. No, not Baker Street. Uh, Lay down the line. No, what is it? Uh, oh no, I'm forgetting it. What the hell is it? Called? I know what you're saying. Uh, right down the line. I know what you're saying because I I've been like experiencing music like old classic rock with my daughter and seeing her react to the songs is the best feeling in the world it's so fun to get to watch somebody listen to music for the first time that you know is going to blow their mind yeah so i didn't i wasn't really a big fan of this song really but my daughter came back from camp and her camp counselor was playing it every day as like the wake up song really? and so she became very attached to it it's got a wake up vibe and then doesn't it, it? it was featured in ozark and i'm not sure stranger things but I, I saw it on tv a number of times and i'm like the song has a comeback you know and often it'll be TikTok. Yeah. It'll be some social media platform they're on and they hear a song and they get into it not realizing, you know, what era it's from. Mm-hmm. They don't care about that. No, they so don't care. So I started thinking, oh, I got to start like building a playlist where I just put in some of these old songs yes. that they should give a chance, you know? Yes. It's, the, it's it's great. I don't even introduce my kid into the uh, It's Raining Tacos. Who? What's the Fox song? Uh, what uh, does the Fox? The fo- oh, what does the Fox yeah, say? Yeah, I, I try not to get her into that stuff. I don't let her know it exists. I mean, she finds out through school and through movies yeah. and stuff. But your daughter does have bad taste in music. She has great taste. She I'll loves- tell you, we were in the car once. Uh, she was a kid. <laughs> and she she I've never seen a parent try and satisfy their kid by Dude, changing we were in the, the car radio for station. five minutes. Yeah, and then she, uh, I think The weekend came on and we were like, oh yeah, awesome jam. And she started crying saying she didn't like that song. And then you started punching from station to station to find a song that she would like. Ah. And she finally liked one particular song. It was Call Me Maybe. Dude. Mm. You know, she was a toddler. Okay, uh, I would have to say that I have crafted her musical taste very nicely. She, yeah. She's a huge Johnny Cash fan. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, she, that's cool. she. I have a whole classic rock playlist that is actually her playlist. Really, so it's fun. It's fun to go down those rabbit holes. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there's so much music. If you're born oh. today, 
you have what? You have like uh, seventy years of good music you yeah. can go back to. If you were born in nineteen fifty-five, maybe you had like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? That's yeah. even a stretch, you know? You like, like Elvis, right? Yeah, big band would. You'd have to like jazz and big band. Yeah. But yeah, yeah music. Uh, yeah, if you're just new to it today, there's so much to dive into. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to another podcast. It's Tucker and Mora. Obviously, you know that, along with Professor Bundis. And, uh, you know, I was thinking of a conversation we had on our radio show. We were talking about Mora having tried out to be in a McDonald's commercial and how rigorous the task was. <laughs> and it came up because we were talking about chat GPT mm. and chatbots. And are they going to be able to, like, have uh, the ability to take over for all the creative stuff behind commercials? Creativity they would never get. You know, but they just discovered that they are more creative than humans. At the beginning stages, too. That's the scary part. Yeah. And and you were kind of joking, like, ah, maybe we could, you know, do without a few, uh, you know, creative people at agencies because of what a nightmare it was when you tried out for that commercial. Because there was literally way more people for the McDonald's commercial and audition way, yes. than when you did RoboCop. Yeah. Actually, all of my movie and television auditions had one or two people in the room Mm -hmm. for the audition and uh like big shows like i auditioned for that fargo tv show two people in the room robocop two people regression um yeah two people there it's not many mcdonald's commercial eight people yeah (laughs) you know for 30 seconds maybe 60 and and they're all sitting behind a desk and they're like you do uh, a clip that is maybe 15 to 20 seconds because that's all they have time for once they cut to like the the shot of the food and then say I'm loving it or something. Yeah. And all those people were weighing in on how I said one line and I'm like, oh, you know, like, oh, try that again and maybe more like this. And it was just, it's so crazy. I think most of the time they don't know what they want. You know, you have to go in and make a choice and then maybe they're like yeah that's what we want but otherwise they're just grabbing at straws trying to like figure out what the right choice is so did they lo- ever give you a pointer along the way like oh can you try it now with a little less uh you know enthusiasm in your face can you dial it back or I, can you pump this up i don't remember what the critique was but yeah you do several takes and they give you notes every single time oh try it more like this throw it away a bit more do it like that um, and, you know, obviously they're recording everything and then they would send their top picks to the executives probably at McDonald's and they would say, yeah, we like this person. We don't like this person, you know. Do you remember because you got to the stage where you actually had to eat the food and that takes a few steps, right? Like when you first go in there, yes. you're just reading a line and, and then they're like, next. That's another point. The RoboCop audition was one audition, no callback. Actually, all of those were one audition, no callback. The McDonald's commercial was two rounds of callbacks. So you do the one, and that's kind of almost considered like a cattle call. A lot of people there. Then they narrow it down to maybe 40 people. And then they narrow it down again for a sec. So this is the third time I've been called back, and there's like a week in between, maybe two weeks. 
So when you get down to that final callback, now what they're doing is they're, I think there were two people in the scene and they're pairing people together to see who has chemistry and mm. who's going to be the, the one to get it. And this particular scene, I was sitting next to somebody who was at a cubicle and they were like looking over at the burger I was eating and being like, oh, damn, what are you having? And I'm like, well, you're not getting any of this. You know, one of those. And they had the burgers there. They had a huge pile of burgers. Which burger was it? Um, It was one that was this, a limited edition one. Okay. You know, like I don't make rib or something yeah. that comes and goes. Comes and goes. And um, I remember thinking like, God, how long have these burgers been sitting on this desk? Because you had to take a bite of I it. I had to take a bite. Yeah. And how many different times did you take a bite of a burger? Um, they even had a garbage can there if you wanted to spit it out. Oh, because you didn't have to like, swallow. No. You could no, spit? You could spit it out. <laughs> were, um, were these burgers like the best looking burgers you ever seen? No, like, these were not the camera ready burgers. These uh, were just uh, yeah, burgers from the local McDonald's. Because, yeah. yeah, they bring in food artists and yes. stuff like that when they're ready to do the real thing. So it looks exactly like the picture. Yeah. You know? I don't even know if you, well, you'd have to be able to take a bite of that one. But like sometimes they're they're like covered in... Uh, different stuff to make it glisten and yeah, stuff, yeah. you know? For the pictures. For the pictures. For the, yeah, they would do that in the uh, in the photo shoot, but mm-hmm. when you got to eat it for the commercial, they would have to have, I would think, like 15 burgers ready to be bit into. Yes. Because you got to keep resetting the scene <laughs> and uh, wiping your face. And at that point, you probably want to spit out the burger because you can't possibly eat that many. You'll be so full. Yeah, that's a good point. That's probably why the trash can was there. But yeah, I didn't end up getting the commercial, but I always found like, you know, the bigger the project was, the the nicer the vibe was when you'd go for it. Like RoboCop was so professional and so laid back and thank you for coming and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Whereas for these cattle calls, they treat you like, garbage because you're one of a million people going through even at the callback stage i remember i that's part of the reason why i don't audition for stuff anymore unless it's just voice work it's just like the way that they treat you when you show up like you don't ask any questions i hate that don't don't say oh do i fill in this form or this don't you dare ask a question and that's not on that's not on the client. That's on the people who are running the audition. Yeah, yeah. They, they figure that you need them a lot more than they need you. But because that's not the million, case. And it's crazy. I hate when people pull that attitude. I, I can tell you a story in a sec, but I, I want to know, like, if because you were working with somebody else and you think they were matching people up, is yeah. it possible the person you were working with blew it for you? No, no, because they would they tried you with def- different people. Oh, the, they didn't uh, want you to go. They'd try you with someone and say, okay, you can go wait there and let's bring somebody else in and then they kept trying me in different combos yeah you think you blew it for somebody else (laughs) (laughs) no i think they found the magic couple that Uh. that made it sing but that's really hard honestly the most people that i see that get those commercials are people who work for like the second city and they're really good at like quick responses and stuff something that's funny with a facial expression yeah. Did you ever, did you see the commercial, like the finished product and know which one, like, oh, that was the one I was I think I did. Like yeah. it ha- it's happened a lot where I see like who they picked and I'm like, oh, interesting. What were, was this? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just wondering like, what were your thoughts on it? Like, were you critiquing it? Were you like, ah, oh, I, I did better than that? Uh, not necessarily. No. I usually can see why they went with that person. Yeah. Like, you know, 
I think when you get something in the acting business, you get imposter syndrome. At least I did. Like on the set of Robocop, I'm like, what am I doing here? This is insane. Do they know I've never done this before? That must be common. It must take years to get past that. Years. Yeah, so yeah. Where you're like, you're the, you just feel lucky, like you've won a lottery. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So I think with when you see who they went with, it's just kind of usually it's not insulting because they look so different than you. You know, you're like, I don't look anything like that person. So I don't feel bad. If they picked like a carbon copy of what I look like and went with that other person, then maybe I'd be insulted, right? Wasn't there a beer commercial that they sent you out for? And it was going to be one of those beer commercials where it's like, it starts off like, oh, we're having a terrible time. And then they open up the beer and then it's like, oh, yeah. You know? No, I have made it to the finals of a beer audition and actually I was working in radio at the time I think it was a Coors Light commercial and there was a band on a stage and then they were going to cut to a shot of the girlfriends and we all just had to be sitting at a table being like yeah <laughs> listening to the band like so oh, all I had to do okay. was nod my head and be like and I got the call back I'm like oh my god and it was going to be a big American commercial and my boss at the radio stations was like you're in ratings like you can't miss a day oh I thought I, you got shafted because you didn't look the part or no, something no but that was Tostitos oh that was so okay I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting the commercials mixed up Which, so the beer commercial I envisioned it was like one of those things where it's like dorky music and then yeah the band no. comes on and the party starts and that was that was like I had to it was lame and then I had to take a bite of the Tostito and somehow become Mexican in that moment Oh, (laughs) which seems wrong and wrong music (laughs) like I had to and then the party became alive you know yeah yeah Uh, I mean how do you embody that in 10 seconds yeah how do you do that it's always somebody from the second city who can do it. And did, did you know that? Did you have the briefing before you went in? So that yes. So you could have practiced and come up with a bit for it. Um, that one, no. Sometimes what they do is they have it like, uh, they uh, launch it to you on the spot. They, but you'll okay. know when you're in the, the waiting room. This is what we want you to do, by the way. Have a look at the script. And then... So you can't practice You can't really much. like... Yeah. Are people practicing in the hall? Like I was saying, yeah. yeehaw! Actually, like, it's, like, it's funny. It's funny because the people who are the best, although I don't know, you don't see their audition, but there's people that have swagger and who are able to just like jase and have conversations in the waiting room. Mm. Oh, how you doing? Oh, it's nice to see you again. They know people. They know a lot of people in the waiting room. And those people always seem like they're next level. And then there's the nerds like myself who would be in the corner, like trying to get into character and trying to come up with something because I'm taking it seriously. I never say hi to anyone at an audition and I do weird things in the corner. I'll, I always put my head in between my legs for a while what? and just breathe because my pulse might start racing. It's a way to get your pulse to go down. That works? Yeah. I'll just try to get in the zone and be really, really relaxed. And then they call you in and in you go. I've never done that to relax myself, put my head between my legs. Yeah, I thought that was something you do when you're on a plane before it crashes. You kind of like get into that bracing position. Yeah. It makes the blood rush to your head, like, you know, which is nice. So you you would be, I would guess, the only person in the waiting room doing that. Well, if it's like an audition like the Tostitos one, I probably wouldn't do that. But if I have like six pages of script that I had to memorize, which was the case for Fargo. um, Six pages? Of scripts. 
For an audition. For an audition. You know the TV show, Fargo? The yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, there's been multiple seasons of it, right? I auditioned for the first season to be the the, the the mom of the twins, who was a Las Vegas, like, I think, stripper back in the day. Was it Billy Bob Thornton in that one? Billy Bob Thornton would have been my husband, I think. So it was a big audition. And this is right after RoboCop. I thought, oh. Oh, things were heating I'm up, I'm like, eh? this, is, this, is me. this is my launch. And this was a serious audition. It was six pages. You know, they didn't bring in half for that yeah so I really wanted to knock it out of the park but I decided I made a creative choice in that moment that halfway through the script I was going to get up and dance around like a stripper a little bit mm. <laughs> that go I think it went well because the guy who was doing the other lines said that was naughty <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Maybe too naughty. Maybe, I don't issue? know. I don't know. But it's they just, wanted that, it it's, seems. It's good to show uh, your range, as yeah. they would say, yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah, we were talking, well, you know, I said I'd tell you a story. Um, it's just that idea that when you need something more than the people who have what you need, need you, mm-hmm. and how they can treat you like shit. I remember the very first, quote, internship that I had mm-hmm. in radio I'm not sure if, if I've told you this story, but it was at, it was in Montreal, a station called Shome, Yeah. and I knew I wanted to be in radio. I didn't have a job yet, and so I wanted to be an intern and do work for free. And sure. so I signed up. That's where I started in radio, yeah. by the way, as an intern. So they, they have me with this like promo crew, and I'm working some breakfast morning uh, event okay. with the head of promotions and these people, and, and they're asking me questions like, oh, what do you want to do, blah, blah, blah. And I say, oh, you know, I really want to be on the air. And they're like, oh, you should really intern in the music department or something that's a little closer to what you want to be doing instead right. of doing promotions. I'm like, oh, can I do that? And they're like, yeah, just call them and see. And I was like, okay. So I I call the music director at the time. This guy, what a fucking asshole. And I think back to this guy now. I, I, I don't know what he's doing if he's still alive, but his name was Neil Kushner. He uh-huh. was like the music guy. Was he there when you started? I, I recognize the name, yeah. Anyway, so I leave a voicemail and I'm like, hi, uh, my name's Scott Tucker. I'm really interested in volunteering. If there's anything I can do, here's my number, blah, blah, blah. And someone once told me, oh, you know, it, you got to be persistent. You know, to, to, to like, and so I don't hear back anything for sure. several days. Okay. So I leave another message. Okay. What'd you say? And I, same thing. Oh, I'm not sure if you uh, got my message. Just really interested <laughs> in helping out, whatever. Desperado. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm like, I'm, I'm you know, but, simping up for this sure. guy. Sure. Who's probably legendary radio nah. station. Oh, yeah. Not a uh, legendary employee, yeah. but whatever. Guy who works there. I come home from my regular job working at a yacht club and my mom says, oh, there's a voicemail that I think is for you on there. Oh. And it's this guy and it's like, um, yeah, I'm trying to reach uh, Scott Tucker. I don't even know if I have the right number. Um, anyway, I don't know who you think you are uh, <laughs> that you can just call and expect that you'll be able to be an intern in the show music department. <laughs> He just blasted me in this voicemail. And that was, it wasn't like, but if you're really interested, you should do it. He just blasted me. He took the time to call me back and strip just, a piece to, off just you? to strip a piece off of me. Aww. And he left it on a voicemail that like my mom's listening to. Aww. And I was just, at the time, I was just belittled. And I gave up on interning on that radio station. Like I would have donated hours and hours of free time. 
you know, if I could have done stuff. And this fucking asshole decided to, like, make time out of his day just to, to be you. an asshole. Just to be an asshole. Like, when people go out of their way to be a dick, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I fucking hope that guy, I mean, I know he got fired at some point because that job doesn't really exist much anymore at radio stations. Mm-hmm. Hope he has some shit job with some boss <laughs> that treats him like fucking garbage every day. <laughs> I was so mad at I that time. I can see that. But like, Fuck you, Neil Kushner. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you're even alive, Such but a if cool you're name. listening to this right the now, Cushman. fuck yourself. <laughs> your fucking overhyped sense of who go. you were. Send him love I, and I, light. I haven't, I haven't thought about him in forever and until you go. brought up that idea of like people treating you like shit. You know, yeah. when you just want something and they're like, nah, I could have fucking 100 people intern from me. Which, by the way, is not the case. Every radio station I've worked at, they're pretty happy when people are willing to donate their time for free. Yeah. You can't even do it anymore, but... But I mean, like, if you were interning with the promotions department, I'm I'm assuming you have access to the building. You can get in the building. Like, did you not meet the PD? Did you not meet Kush Boy, like, at some point in person and be like, hey, I I did one event with him, and the head of marketing was, like, basically telling me what I should do. Did you drop that name? Uh, probably did in the voicemail. Like, Maybe oh. I said, oh, like uh, Kayla or whatever, whoever right. it was, you know, suggested I contact you. I, I kind of forget the exact message, but I, I was like told to do what to I reach did. reach out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he the did. The Cushman was having none of it. Having none of it. Yeah. Oh, you poor thing. I mean, it's it's fine. It, it was all, it all worked out. Part of the master plan, right? Yeah, you yeah. need things happen for a reason. Uh, well, they fucking do, man. But Look I would. What... I'll tell you something. I would never treat someone like that, right? Ever. And maybe. And I don't even think I needed to go through that experience to learn not to be that big an asshole. Yeah, I think uh, some people are just born that way, or they don't. They don't. They don't have that lesson taught to them at a young age, and they go through their whole life kind of treating people like shit because maybe they feel in, uh, um, you know, what's the word like insignificant, or like they didn't achieve what sure. they wanted in their own life, so they take it out on other people. It's reflecting, right? Yeah. Like something, like he probably gets treated like shit by his boss or someone, his yeah. wife or boyfriend or husband, whatever he was. You know, like mm-hmm. d- 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 yeah, he's probably just he's it, got someone else to deal it mm, back to. It comes from his, it was actually a reflection of something he was going through. It had nothing wow. to do with you. Man, now I'm feeling bad now, for the guy. Oh shit! Yeah, what knows? was going on in your life? That's right. Talk I to mean, me. It's always when people treat you like garbage. It's it's a reflection of something they're dealing with, and it could be awful. That's what I try to remember all the time when somebody cuts me off or fucking does something terrible to me. I'm always like, you know, this guy's probably having a really bad day. Maybe somebody in his life is sick. Mm. You know, who knows? But it could have been a part of the master plan to build your thick. You got to have thick skin in this business. Yeah, let's put him through the test. If he calls me back again, then we'll know. He Did really you call wants- him back, or you were fuck s- no? I was like, I was belittled. I felt like this you big. Should- Wait, he said, I, I don't mean- even know if I have the right number. Yeah, you yeah, could have yeah, left yeah. him another message. Yeah. Oh, you you weren't sure if that message arrived to the right. Yeah, yeah. You got the right fucking number, you asshole. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, when you Bundes got his start mm-hmm. by emailing. Uh, the morning show at Q107. Yeah. You sent one email. Yeah. And, and they happened? said, come on in? They said, come on in. <laughs> they, re- they read the email on the air the next day and they were just like, yeah, sure, why not? Give it, let's yeah, give yeah, it a yeah, shot. Yeah. And we're like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you fucking, oh, I don't even know if this is the right Chris Bundes. You think you can just fucking email us and come <laughs> in? I'll tell you what. <laughs> Get a life. Yeah. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, I wish I wish it was like I had a recording of that voicemail. Oh. You know, just, I hold on to stuff like that. 
there's not many people I can remember from that era, like of the beginning of people I reached out to and names you and stuff. You wouldn't have known to hold on to it because it was probably so crushing that you wanted to erase it immediately, yeah. right? How great would it be for you to hear that message oh, right now? Tucker's getting dressed down yeah. by Neil Kushner. The Cushman all over you. <laughs> he could be a professional wrestler. That's a great name. Well, it is a name from a movie. The Cushman is... Um, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Uh, is it what was his last name? It was Kushner. Kushner. It was Cushman. It wasn't Kushner. It was Kushner. It was Tim Trump Kushman. Guy. It was the guy with the ball with the great throw. Yeah, the Cushman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, I'm sorry anyway. that happened to you. Look, treat people with respect. Yeah. Or, or don't call them back. Just ignore them. Don't right? go out of your way to be a dick. If there's one lesson you should learn from this podcast. And also, the smaller the part, the bigger pain in the ass it is to get <laughs> to if get, you're an actor. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. And what was the lesson that you delivered, Bundus, in this, uh... uh just, uh, you know, sometimes send an email. It might work yes, out sometimes, your sometimes just be good-looking and send an email and you get the job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't have a picture in there, did you? No, just, oh. you know, just an email. Just take a shot. Hey, guys, really love to work with you. Okay, come on. Yeah, come on. That's how it should work. You never know. Somebody could be having a good day and you right. can hit them on the right day, right? Yeah, yeah hit them on the right day. Uh, thanks for checking out the podcast. Don't forget, you can check out our radio show weekday mornings from 5 to 10 a.m. on 102.1 The Edge in Toronto. And then uh, evenings, there's a variation of our show from 6 till 8 mm-hmm. on the world-famous Fox. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Talk to you soon. They are two They are three together. They are for, for each other.